Hi, everybody, and welcome back to yet another cracking installment of the Matt Brown Show. This is the Secrets of Fail series where we're talking to CEOs of big companies all about their uh, failures in business, you know, the stuff they won't share in their LinkedIn time <laughs> LinkedIn timeline. And with us on the line uh, is uh, Timothy Fisher, the president of a great company called uh, Jackson & Coca. So we'll chat about that in a moment. Timothy, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. No, the privilege is all mine. So why don't you kick us off, uh, Timothy, with uh, the elevator pitch? What are you guys up to at uh, Jackson & Coca? Yeah, so what we do at, Joe, at Jackson & Coca is called Locum Tenens. And I, I wasn't familiar with that firm, but it's basically uh, temporary staffing for physicians and advanced practitioners. So we, uh, we partner with physicians and advanced practitioners around the U.S., and we move them from areas that have plenty of them to areas that don't have enough of them. That's the, that's the short version. Mm -hmm. How big is this problem that you guys solve? Well, we have a shortage of physicians in the U.S. that uh, is just getting worse as the boomers retire. So it, uh, it's estimated by 2030 that we're going to have a shortage of 140,000 physicians in the United States. So that is a problem. It's a big problem. I mean, if you can't get access to a good physician, that's a, a real headache. How long have you guys been at uh, at this? Obviously, you guys are a huge company, but how long have you been at this? Uh, Rick Jackson, our founder, started Jackson and Coker in 1978, and and obviously it was very different in '78. It was more like a, a doctor would take a a week's vacation, and they needed somebody to fill in for him. So that's that's how the business started out. But now it's evolved into. Uh, there's just not enough physicians. So that changes the dynamic a little bit. Mm, yeah, of course it does. Cool. So let's get on to the meat and the potatoes of this series, which is all about failure. So Timothy, what is your story of failure for our audience today? Well, my story of failure is, is not, uh, it, it didn't start in the business world. It actually started in college for me. I went to the Air Force Academy out, out close to where you are in, uh, in Colorado Springs. And I went in thinking I was very smart. And I played basketball there. I thought I was hot stuff, and I, I got humbled in a big way, uh, and I learned uh, a lot from that experience, but that, that has kind of shaped my lens uh, as a business leader, and it goes all the way back to when I was 17 years old, believe it or not. So what actually happened when you were, was it at the Air Force, or what happened? Yeah, it was at, it was at the Air Force Academy, and you know, West Point, Annapolis, and the Air Force Academy, they're hard to get in. I, I got in somehow, and I, I played ball there. Uh, and I just really struggled uh, coming from a small town in Illinois where I grew up. School was easy for me. Uh, I was successful in basketball. Everything was, was, was fairly easy. Uh, and then I got to the academy and I realized I wasn't as smart as I thought I was. I wasn't as good at basketball as I thought I was. And uh, I, I just struggled every single day. And I left after two years. I didn't finish. Once you start your third year, you're obligated to finish. Uh, and I left after two years. So many people consider that a failure. I, I, uh, I would say I, you know, I, I do too, uh, because I didn't finish, but, um, it, it was a blessing in disguise in hindsight. Mm -hmm. So what did that experience teach you, Timothy? Well, it taught me that, uh, I'm going to have to work a lot harder than other people, um, to be successful in my life. And again, that's a, that's a powerful message to learn when you're 17 years old. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for it in, in hindsight. At the time, it didn't feel very good. But uh, that there's a lot of really smart people out there. And um, that, that you, have to, you have to have a plan for your life. You have, to, you have to execute that plan. You have to work hard. 
all those things that came pretty easy to me, uh, it, they don't come easy when, when you do the adulting. I have two sons that are 28 and 25, and they're still trying to figure out adulting. And uh, they always say it's not easy. So um, I, I learned at a young age that I was going to have to work really hard and nothing, uh, nothing worth uh, having is is going to come easy in life. Mm. That formative, I agree with you. I think those formative experiences. When I remember, like my first uh, my first company was a record label, which I sold, and then I was like, I thought I could walk on water. <laughs> you know, yeah. like when you're twenty, your kids' age is like twenty six, twenty eight. Like you tell them, if you tell them you can walk on water, you probably believe you. Um, but, um, you know, and so, but my next failure was like fixed all that <laughs> yeah. in a major way, you know, and I think that we don't actually give enough thought and credence to these experiences that we have in, you know, like at school and university at college, um, because as we venture into the business space, like we remember, you know, those things where we were like, that really sucked. You That's know, right. I, I wasn't as talented as I thought I was. I wasn't as smart as I thought I was. You know, and as a consequence of that, I'm actually I now realize and recognize that I actually have to change myself so that I can become the person, the business leader, the CEO, the chairman that I, I know I can be. That that's a great way of putting it, Matt. And I think another way that I failed it, it was as a parent, because I don't think I did what you just said very well. Um, you know, we all want our kids to have a better life than we do, but I think we also raise them in a bubble a little too much and, and then they come out into the real world and they haven't failed enough under their parents' roof and they don't know how to handle failure. And, and that's, that's a real problem. I, I see that we hire a lot of people right out of college here and a lot of these people have never failed in their life. Mm. Well, we're taught not to fail. You know what I mean? Like, or that failure is bad. It's kind That's of right. like this, uh, you know, when you go to school, what are you being measured on? You measured on grades. What are, what right. are grades? How are grades generated on a test? So failure is bad. Um, and exactly. so, and, and you know, you do, you do a thousand tests at school and you do another 10,000, <laughs> you know, in college. Um, and it's, and you, and you measured on your ability to retain information or construct arguments or whatever, but either way, you know, failure as, as a as a sentiment is is manifested in that it's bad. Like, a failure is is not a good thing. If you're a fa if you fail, you're not worthy. You know, That's and right. I think that as a system should be changed. We should be celebrating failure. Because like, yeah. that's how you get better grades, right? Is to keep failing at the same thing. And it's the same thing right. with, uh, you know, in business. It's like, I don't know anyone who's come onto the series who's like, I'm a rock star and I've never failed. Like, I don't know where this comes from. Well, I, I think it makes them better in the business world. Mm -hmm. And I, 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 I course corrected as a parent. I remember when I did it, my, my oldest was in high school. I started asking him at the dinner table at night. <clears throat> I, I said, you know, give me an example of how you failed today at school. And the first when I the first week I started doing it, they were like, "What are you talking about? I didn't fail at anything." And I'm like, "Well, that's not good. You're not trying enough. Uh, you're not you're not pushing yourself out of your comfort zone enough if you're not failing at all." So I tried to course correct, but I wish I would have done it earlier. And I think I think even catching them uh, in high school helped them be more successful in the business world today because they understood that everybody fails, and you want to fail forward. Mm, yeah, absolutely true. Um, so let's go back in time. What would you do differently, uh, Timothy, if you could get into the Matt Brown Show time machine? 
Well, I would, um, I would probably think I wasn't uh, as hot stuff as I did coming out of high school. Um, you know, I think, I think the best leaders are humble leaders. And I, I was humbled uh, in a way that wasn't very fun. But, uh, and that was part of my failure story was, was being humbled. Um, so I, I, think, I think just uh, understanding that you're going to fail in life, you're going to have success in your life. And, and actually, people need, need to learn how to handle success as well. I, I, I know a lot of people who uh, don't handle success very well either. <laughs> um, and there's a, there's a right way to do that. So, um, you know, the, the hindsight is 2020 is always there, but I, I, I think everything that's happened in my life happened for a reason. And I just wanted to learn from the mistakes that I make and still make today. Um, and, and just get better. I mean, continuous improvement, that's all you can do. Yeah, absolutely true, man. So Timothy, what's your advice to other CEOs or entrepreneurs right now? in terms of, you know, the importance of failure in business success or the relationship of failure to uh, vision and, and outcomes that uh, we're looking for as business leaders? Well, I think we have two ears and one mouth for a reason. And I, my advice would be um, to, to listen uh, because I, I, I tell our leadership team here at Jackson & Coker, uh, 80% of the decisions I make are probably going to be okay. They're going to be good. 20% are going to be bad. And you need to help me make sure that we don't implement those those bad decisions. So um, you need to listen to the people around you and you need to make sure you're surrounded with people who are smarter than you are, uh, which isn't a problem for me, fortunately. And and then, you, you know, you, you listen to them. And then I, I think you, um, you you treat people like you want to be treated. I don't think anything in leadership, whether it's success or failure, um, is, is rocket science. It's it's just simple common sense attributes that unfortunately have become uncommon in today's world. Mm, very well put. Uh, Timothy, are there any books or tools or resources you recommend other entrepreneurs and CEOs use on their journey? You know, I just finished a book that I, I loved um, called The Pursuit of Excellence by Ryan Hawk. And uh, I highly recommend it. It was a great book. Uh, Ryan does a podcast uh, as well. And, um, the book is, is, is really good. And I think it talks about common sense, leadership attributes that um, unfortunately people don't, uh, don't do every day. Mm -hmm. What's one thing that, uh, that you learned from that book? The biggest takeaway for me was mindset and, and the importance of mindset and, and doing hard things and pushing yourself outside your comfort zone um, and, because that's where the growth happens. Mm, that's so true here. Cool. I'll check that book out. Uh, Timothy, that concludes your time in the hot seat. Thank you for being vulnerable on the Secrets of Fail series. Uh, really great story. Thank you for, for making a difference to, to my audience uh, all around the world. Stick around, Timothy. Everybody else, I will see you all again soon. Cheers. 